Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about all kinds of lessons we can learn from a Reddit thread that I saw come across my feed the other day on the uh, Ask Reddit subreddit. And the question that was posed, which was pretty short and to the point, was what product do you feel was designed so poorly that the team that made it actually never used it? <laughs> This is such good stuff because I complain about this all the time. I drive my wife and my family nuts because I'm always evaluating products that I'm using because of the work that I do. Now, most of what I do and most of what we talk about on the show is obviously software related, but in this Reddit thread, there are tons of examples of physical products as well. And many of the stories are just hilarious, like toys that are too loud, software search functions that don't work, dishwashers that cause all kinds of problems. And one lesson in particular jumps out at me specifically as I'm reading through all of these, but I want to share some of them with you, including ones that I've experienced myself personally, because I could be on this thread all day, just constantly hammering it with updates related to products that to me definitely feel like somebody who designed it either never used it. And even more specifically, didn't design it to solve their own problem as in it wasn't in need of theirs. And that's really, I think what the lesson is here is that if you're not designing a product to solve your own problem, then you're just not naturally going to be using this product to understand whether or not it does what it is you need it to do because you're not in that target market. And that's a really valuable aspect of what I'm recommending everyone do at all times when it comes to building B2B SaaS products and businesses. But I'll give you a couple examples from my own personal life that I find hilarious. So my wife and I, we live in an apartment and in that apartment, we had a busted dishwasher. Said dishwasher was inevitably replaced with a quote unquote new one from the company Whirlpool. And this dishwasher has controls and indicators on the top of the door, right? And there you get to set whatever cycle you want, close it, it starts, right? It looks very sleek, it's cool looking, but it's not really super functional and here's why. The indicators in terms of where it is and what's going on are all on top of the door. And the door is covered by the countertop ledge. So while the dishwasher is running and it's relatively quiet, I mean, you can hear it when it's running, but when the dishwasher is running, you can't tell, you can't see the indicators. <laughs> They're very small and it's a, like a quarter inch gap between the top of the dishwasher and the countertop. So if I'm trying to figure out because it's not making a ton of noise anymore, is this dishwasher cycle complete? I have no idea. And I would say at least one out of three times when I open the handle, I've tried to look to see whether or not I could tell if the indicator is saying the dishwasher is done and I've opened it and it was still working on the cleaning cycle. That is crazy frustrating. There's been a ton of other examples throughout my life as well too. And I tell these in the um, usually with regard to physical products, it's a lot easier for folks to visualize and probably relate to them. But I used to work as a mechanic back in the day, I was turning wrenches back in school. And when I was doing that, I would do a lot of oil changes. Some cars, one of the common complaints from the mechanics was about the engineers. And the reason why they complain about the engineers is because the engineers would not design the cars for the mechanics to be able to relatively easily work on them. And you might be thinking like, replacing a major part like an engine or a transmission. No, I'm talking about like doing an oil change, <laughs> something that usually gets done many, many times over the life of a car. How do I know? Well, when I was changing the oil for various cars, like one example was uh, the Honda Pilot years ago, previous generation, one of the SUVs made by Honda. 
the oil drain plug is right next to the catalytic converter, which is an exhaust system component that gets insanely hot. So everyone, for the most part, that worked as a mechanic, that worked on that generation of vehicle, would have burns or scars usually on their hand trying to get the oil drain plug out to change the oil on this vehicle because of how dangerous it was. Not to mention the fact that the oil coming out would spill on the exhaust, would make a mess. The whole thing was a disaster. But that kind of stuff screams the fact that whoever's designed and built these things, number one, has not used them, more than likely. And number two, didn't design them to solve their own problem. Because if they did, they would have known not to do these things. There's tons of examples in here. Plenty of software examples in that Reddit thread as well, too, like the Outlook search function, which I've always had beef with, the Windows search function. I use Mac at the moment, but when I was using those products, I, I still use them virtually for some of the consulting work that I do. But when I search for like an email I got from somebody I know I got recently but can't find, or yeah, can't find, the search function just for whatever reason does not work well, and I cannot find any of those uh, components. I have a ton of complaints as well about Google search for Gmail in there, that product. When I'm searching for my emails, I get my search results back, but in non-sequential order. That drives me insane. Like I, it's probably doing it from a performance perspective, but like I want the emails back in sequential order. So when I get the search results, now I need to take an extra step to anyway, long story short, tons of examples here, right? So what's the lesson? The lesson really is that if you want to leg up and a serious advantage when it comes to designing and building B2B SaaS products to be successful. The one thing that you could do above all others that is gonna make your life significantly easier and dramatically increase your odds of success is design a product or a solution around your own problem. Now, there's more to verify there and validate to ensure that the solution that you wanna to bring to market can ultimately be a successful product and business, but if you design a solution to your own problem, A, more than likely, there are other people out there who have that problem and need that solution. But B, and more importantly, you're going to be regularly using this product. So you're gonna know whether or not it's working as intended and if, it's, and if it solves the problem at all, right? In many of these instances, these products do not do a good job of solving problems. In fact, many of them make this whole experience worse. So. If you do that, you're going to have a serious advantage. And if you're, if someone is trying to, if you are, let's say you're, you want to solve a problem that isn't yours and you want to bring that solution to market, it's always going to be more difficult for you to compete against someone for which they've designed the solution to their own problem because it's natural to them. They live in that world. And if you don't live in that world, they're going to have an advantage over you. This is why I strongly recommend you consider doing this. I've been experiencing this myself with my own two products because I've been using them. The first uh, the product I built this year, marketing automation tool for podcasting, I use literally every day. I use to produce these episodes, podcastshownotes.ai. Go feel free to go check it out. It automates the process of creating better titles and descriptions and all that kind of stuff so that the content is engaging. I built another tool, Shortsmaker. It creates short form video from long form video. I'm now using that every day, but in the beginning I wasn't. And because I wasn't, I wasn't understanding how to make the product better because I wasn't using on a regular basis. Ultimately, I come to find out that my users were complaining that the product experience wasn't great. And they were right. Problem was, I wasn't as aware of it as I should have been because I wasn't using on a regular basis myself. I changed my routine. I now am because it was a solution to a problem that I had. I just didn't sequence it correctly. But now that I am using on a regular basis, 
major changes are coming and the performance has improved dramatically. If you've listened to some of my previous episodes, you'll know that I was having some trouble with conversions there, namely paid conversions. That problem is starting to get solved. Paid conversions are starting to roll in. That's because I'm now using the product that I designed around solving my own problem. So that's the lesson that I've got for you today. Hopefully you find this content interesting and engaging. Um, I'm also going to link to you that Reddit thread. Feel free to check that out. It is a great lesson in what not to do when it comes to designing and building various products. Plus, if you are looking to design any better solutions to any of those products out there, that is potentially a goldmine for what people are complaining about and identifying as gaps of the market. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.